You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum, my good friend Rob Hollis sitting next to me or across from me. Yeah, across would be more accurate. Rob, how's it going, man? It's going going great except there's some loud leaf blower yeah they're noise. blowing things in my backyard in right your now. huge backyard you know what happens like two acres back there right uh no two acres of the hill i don't know what an acre is how big is an acre it's large well is that an acre yeah i mean your pro your estate is so large <laughs> estate well the what guest house is rocket. like, a, is like yeah. an acre first back of all i don't way. have a guest house and if i did rob would never live there Hey, by the way, I want to say thank you, everybody. You know, I do this occasionally. Thanks for subscribing. If you're not subscribed to the show, this is a free show. We need your support. We need the reviews. We need the subscription. If you really love it and you like every episode or most episodes, it really helps. Take your wife's phone. Take your friend's phone. Make them subscribe. Make them listen. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they have to listen, too. Make them listen to the show. And that's usually what happens when people listen. They say, wow, I stumbled upon the show, and that means a lot. But we need more listeners. I think we're, uh, we just want to get bigger and, and so more people could hear us and we could uh, keep doing these shows for free. So thank you guys again. Thank you for uh, subscribing and writing a review. It really does help us. Are you excited about what starts in like a week and a uh, half? Yes, Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, By the way, I'm going to be in Calgary uh, check my Twitter, Instagram. Celebrating Game of Thrones. Well, I'm doing some conventions, so you can check me out doing some conventions in, in one of your cities. I think I'm doing Calgary, Toronto, uh, uh, Boston, Orlando, uh, Dallas, bunch of stuff. I'm also going to Australia um, in the summer. So wanting to let you know that. But yes, Game of Thrones is is here, folks. It's right around the corner. In fact, uh, we have a guest today that is you know one of my favorite characters on the show. We're delighted to have Christian Nairn. Hodor. Hodor. I mean, if you haven't watched Game of Thrones, man, Hodor. I'm not going to give it away, but probably if you're listening to this, you know Game of Thrones. Anyway, Christian Aaron, he's a, a fantastic DJ. He DJs all over the world. That's really his profession. He, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure you'll listen to it, but that he wanted to be an actor, Rob. Did you gather that? I think that he loves being a DJ. He likes acting, but like he loves music. He loves entertaining people. You know, he DJs in front of thousands of people. He's a very successful DJ. He's got a lot to talk about. He holds no secrets. He talks about his mother and how close they were and how she saved him. And my mother uh, made me dysfunctional. So anyway, let's get inside of Hodor, Christian Nairn. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Dude, listen, I fart. I burp. I'm, I'm a dude. I don't, you know, I, you can do anything. You can put your gum on the table. It just doesn't matter. That's a dangerous thing to say to me. Are you kind of like that too? I'm terrible. I'm the most disorganized person you ever meet. Mm. I destroy places. I destroy everything. What do you mean you destroy everything? Sorry for eating with our mouths open, but tough shit. We're hungry. I am so untidy. To the degree of chaos. Does it drive people crazy? It drives me crazy. Then why do you do it? I don't know. Um, I put it down to artistic temperament. <laughs> are you a... <laughs> that's the worst Are you a hoarder? Ever. I'm several shades away from hoarding, uh, but I am in that spectrum. Oh, my God. This is such a treat to have you on the well, show. Well, thank you, man. It's good to be here. You know, Christian Nairn. Is that correct? Did that's I say that? That's exactly right. Christian Nairn. Nairn. I know a couple Irish words. Gobshite. It's actually Scottish. Scottish? Well, then I don't know a few Scottish Gobshite. words. 
Gobshite Scottish? No, that no, that that is Irish. Definitely Irish. Nairn is Scottish. Nairn is Scottish. Mm-hmm. But you're from Ireland. But your name's so I'm half Scottish, half Irish. Well, you have a little British in you. Um, controversially, yeah, a little. I mean, I'm from North. <laughs> I mean, it's such a small place, right? You know, I would. I'm, do we need two separate governments? Do we need two currencies? Do we need everyone fighting over everything? And it's mostly over what religion? Still, <sighs> I don't know if it is anymore. I just think it's what um, is it then? Tradition. Tradition. Yeah, I mean, they're not religious people who fight. We were talking. It's more gangsterism. <clears throat> really? I think. You have a lot of tattoos. I do. You, I mean, you're, you're a tough guy. Like you're, you know, I'm not tough. Are you not tough? Well, so, in some ways. Maybe. Did you have a tough childhood? Um, parentally, no. I had a very sheltered childhood, actually. But how deep are we going here? <laughs> we can go as deep as you want. This is called... By the way, thank you, Christian Nairn, for allowing me to be inside of you well, today. You're very welcome. And this is... It's important. It's like, look... So for me, it's like I always want to know what makes a person t- tick. Yeah. You know, and I look at you and I'm like, I've seen this lovable guy I met in London at a Comic Con mm-hmm. and we sat at a table and we had some laughs and I just felt a nice warm spirit that well, you thank are. You. And, and so I'm like, okay, what I wonder what, you know, that's when I pick my guests, I'm always like, I'm curious as to where they come from, mm-hmm. how they became who they are, yeah. and where they're going. And then we sort of, everything in between. Okay. So I see all these tats, and I see this big guy who's just a warm heart, yeah. who's extremely talented, and I think, all right, w- what went on growing up? Well, I was always three or four years taller than anyone I knew Sure. as I was growing up, and I don't feel like I looked like an average person. And in the time I was growing up in Ireland, people were very sort of um, insular to anything that was different, and it was difficult. It was hard. I mean, at one stage when I was a teenager, I was basically a recluse because of comments I would constantly get, you know, um, which is stuff that I've dealt with over the years and I've actually used to my advantage now. Um, But at the time, it was definitely very character forming. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah. And I can definitely laugh about it these days, but you have to acknowledge it. It's still in there. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine because I, I was picked on for the opposite reason. I was the smallest kid okay. in high school. So I just was, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was bullied a ton, mm-hmm. but were you bullied as no, a big I guy? Never, I never let myself get bullied, but... What do you mean you never let yourself get bullied? Does that mean you fought back? Well, I mean, it was never physical bullying because they were never brave enough really to take it to that level. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, it was more sort of verbal stuff. But I never really saw myself as a victim. I have my music, which I threw myself into, and that sort of it produced something positive. And what age was that when you found music? Um, oh, God. Mom had me playing piano at like four years old. Trying to get the air conditioner on here. <laughs> <laughs> Mom had you playing the piano for years. See, I didn't know this whole, this, this talent, this like the music, because you came in. First of all, you missed my house. Yes, I did. You I were, went to the construction site. You were at the construction <laughs> site. You're like, well, how the fuck is he going to do a podcast here? I mean, there's just a bunch of guys working on shit, and I go, uh, Christian? And you're like, oh, shit, and you had this big guitar with you. I did. I and did. so I'm like, oh, is he going to play? I didn't know he was going to play. Is he going to play a song for us today? <laughs> what kind of music do you, do you play, by the way? I'm into heavy metal on the guitar. I'm definitely a metaler. Heavy um, metal? Yeah. So are you a finger plucker? Like, It's like whittling, we call it. Whittling? Whittling. Whittling? Whittle. Whittle? With D's. Right? Yeah. So you could like plug into an amp and just... Or shredding. I think we call it shredding these days. That's what we call it. And you can shred. I can shred. So if you turn on this amp right now, I almost want you... You don't even have to sing if you just want just a lick. 
Alec sometime. Alec, isn't okay, that what they call it? Okay, we can do it afterwards if you want. We can, we can give it a go. I mean, I got amps and shit. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe maybe we'll hear you. We'll see how you feel. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So music at a young age, your mom gave you a piano. Was she musically inclined? Um, It's in my family. Mom's not into music really, but she, I think she saw an affinity for it in me and she wanted to sort of nurture that and made sure I I knew the basics and the foundation. I never liked piano. Piano was never for me, but it's a really good foundation. And did you learn music, like reading music? Yeah. So what, by what age could you read music? Oh, I mean, learning the piano, you learn right away. Like I went to, I went to classes with a music teacher and stuff, and she, she taught me right from the, the get-go. Really? To read music, yeah. However, I can't read it on the guitar, because I learned guitar by ear. Right. Um, which is better, I think. So, so you can play, you can hear something and play it? Well, not right away, but yeah. So you can pick up a song within a couple of minutes. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, yeah. that's a gift. But not on the piano. But not on the piano? No, because I learned with sheet music. You know what I mean? And it was it's all very sort of regimented. Right. Um, I never learned by ear on the piano. So you were, I think your mom probably, I'm, I'm speculating, but your mom assumed that, hey, he's having a difficult time and she wanted to embrace your needs and your uh, desires and you're more, more of a, she wanted to help you escape, I think. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was an only child. And stuff and I didn't have any bro- I don't have any brothers or sisters. Oh, so and- nobody really to turn to. Did you have friends? Oh yeah. You had oh, a lot of friends. God, I wasn't like the like the isolated kid. Um I always had good friends. Were they kids that were picked on too? Um I'm thinking back now. Not really. Just you. So they'd be around I mean, when remember, they be- when I went to school there were twenty six people in my entire school. Twenty six people in your <laughs> yeah. entire school? Yeah. And how many did you like? <laughs> That's the question. Oh dear me! Chances of them listening to this quite low. Five. Um, I'm gonna go with five. maybe five. Yeah, five. Yeah, not very many. And how many would you say treated you poorly that you can remember them calling you a name? Do you know what? It wasn't really in school. It was outside school. It was in sort of social, social, social like um, situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. School. I went to quite good schools. Mom sent me to really good schools and. Like good schools, like you're like a you're a smart guy, obviously. You're educated. <laughs> well, I didn't come out with a very good. I was more into. I didn't come out with like a very really good um, score. Or or whatever, right. Yeah, but um, I was more into music and artistic stuff. You're a thinker, aren't you? Yeah, you've always been a thinker. I've always been a thinker. Yeah. How did you know this? I just I'm just kind of observing. I I, I just so <laughs> wait. You you talk about mom. What about dad? I've never met him. He left before I was born. So wow, and so that you've never heard from him, you've never had no. a desire to go search for him. By the time I had a desire to find him, I had sort of, I kind of thought to myself, my mom did such a good job of raising me, and yeah. Like I'm fourteen, fifteen now. Do I really need him? You know, and I just thought, yeah, I just didn't want to any in any way sort of slight my mom or complicate. I think it's a but desire. She never, yeah. she never stopped me. She never. She said, if you want to do it, do it. You know, I'll, I'll support you in that. That's amazing. Because my, uh, I remember my um, brother and sister from my mom's first marriage. They would, uh, you know, they would reach out every once in a while to this low life guy who mm-hmm. just, I mean, at least they in, in in my mother's eyes he was a low life. And then yeah. even to my brother and sister, they would say these horrible things. But then there was that desire to have a connection with someone who sort of abandoned them. And so then, of course, my mother would get really upset, and there'd be yeah. like all this, you know. So it's a tough situation, but it never happened. So you've never, never happened. And you know, mom was never like that. She said it, there wasn't any sort of big bust ups, or it didn't really. He just, he, he just, they didn't get on. So they, they separated, and he just never bothered. How old were you? Oh, I was, it was before I was. Before. It was, it separated before I was born. 
Oh, so she was pregnant with you? Yeah. She's pre- okay. Yeah. And did she meet another guy come along? And- no. Mom's been kind of single for... 42 years? 42 years, Is yeah. that true? Well, she did have a boyfriend for a while, but mom's... mom's well, I'm very like my mother. Um, private? She is very private. She is very She likes private. her own space, and I think she finds it difficult to, to meet people that way. So maybe she... Uh- Maybe she just uh, was talking to some dudes on the side and didn't tell you that. <laughs> well, you is, that never is that possible? <laughs> Anything's possible, Is she man. a quiet woman? She's just sort of quiet, reserved. Does she tell you how it is? Oh, very much so. She is very direct. Um, yeah, I'm still kind of terrified of her in some ways. Really? But, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. She's the most amazing woman I've ever met. Uh, you know, but that's a typical gay guy talking about his mother, you know. <laughs> We all do that. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Oh yeah. But usually it's it. negative, isn't it? No. Gay guy. All gay guys like their mothers. Well, is that what you're saying? That's a stereotype. Oh god, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> gee, I, I'm, I don't know what to say to that. I, I don't either. Because, Rob, you you get along with your mom? Yeah. You do. Yeah. You guys get along well. Uh, not when I was growing up, but now we do. Yeah, she drugged him up a little bit. <laughs> well, she gave him. She thought he was depressed, then he wasn't, and then you know, it was it was it was. It was she didn't do it maliciously, correct? Yeah. She yeah, like, put into my food. <laughs> so you call your mother. You're excited to see when she's calling. You see her name on the ID, Rob, and you're like, "Oh, it's it's Mrs. Hollis. I'm going to answer this." I mean, it's a little different because we've got Calvin now. So he's we'd... 29 years old. The guy's got a kid. He's married. 30. It's different because we call her up to talk to Calvin, and yeah, I have a weird situation because yeah, you know, I've talked about it a little bit, not in a while, but. I've gone to enough therapy where my, you know, I talk about how crazy my family is and my mother, she's crazy and all these things. And then my therapist looks at me, mm-hmm. Christian, and he says, you thinking that you can change her mm-hmm. is crazy. It's way crazier than she'll ever be for you to think she will change for you or change for anyone or herself. Mm-hmm. And it really, it landed. It just it hit home, and I was like, you know, it's true, and I, you can't really change people. No. You know, so it, for me, it's like, I look, I love my mother. If something happened to her, it'd be horrible, but when I see her name on the caller ID, Rob, I immediately say decline. I don't want to – I'll talk to her here and there. I feel I'm good to her, but I find uh, – I'm getting the anxiety when she calls. It gives me anxiety and I feel like I, I just resent things and I try not to resent things, but I'm just like, God, if you could just do this and that again is making mm-hmm. her, she's not going to change. But I'm like, if you could just stop doing that. But you, th- thank God you were picked on as a kid. Your dad wasn't there, but you yeah. had this beautiful role model. Cause if your mother wasn't a good role model, mm-hmm. she was shite. Gobshite. <laughs> What's gobshite mean? Um, asshole. Asshole. Yeah. Right. She was an asshole. She was a gobshite. Then I think you'd be fucked. Yeah, I think right? so too. Yeah, if it didn't Things would have been different. Very much so. What do yeah. you think would have happened if she wasn't around? God, that's going right back to the root of things. Um, <laughs> I'd, definitely, I'd definitely be a very different person. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a direct person myself. I'm quite honest about stuff. and I, I definitely get that from her. So I think I would hide things more. And that's one thing I have more progression than my mother. She doesn't deal with things in the way I do. Um, which I, could, I, I help her with now. Right. Um, I can sort of put things on the table and talk about them more when mom's be like, ah, just leave it there. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, I think about that and I hear about, you know, think about, you know, whenever you came out, if you probably, if you couldn't do that with your mom, you probably did it with your mom, right? You probably told her. Yeah. 
And if you didn't have that, I mean, it's nice that you can confide in someone. Yeah, it is. Especially it is. in Ireland. It seems like it wouldn't be as easy as... I mean, the, the only time I get um, anxiety when she calls is because she's the only person in the world who can look at me. We sort of FaceTime, and she's the only person who can look at me directly and know that I'm talking shit. You know, she'd be like, you're lying. You know, you just say, you know, I'm trying Immediately. to cover Immediately. Like about what? My looks after my mum's an accountant. She looks after my money. She's my money person. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, if, I know. Isn't that, that a terrible idea? If that happened, we'd be doing this podcast at your house because my mother would have every cent and I would have, I would be bankrupt. Yeah. Well, you trust your mother. Wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, she was there for you. I mean, she yeah, loves you. To she's, me, it's an alien prospect not to trust her 100%. Because she's the only person I believe I can. So you're getting these big checks. I mean, it's it's HBO, so they're probably not that big. Well, I'm dead, man. I don't know if you've heard. I don't get checks anymore. What? Well, no, I'm saying you were getting these checks, and you were sending them, and she's like, I I wish I could do a really good Irish accent. Me too. Well, Christian, (laughs) for fuck's sake, this is the biggest check I've ever had. We could buy a whole slew of houses. (laughs) (laughs) You sheep-stealing, whoring bastard. Where'd you get this money? Sweet Jesus. I mean, did so did she call you and was like, holy shit, you're making money. Well, I mean, it was I I'm t- also maybe with my chaotic personality, I am not good with money. It burns me. Yeah, because you pulled up here in a really fancy like truck. I go for the Uber <laughs> I'm not gonna X. get a Prius, man. I go for the Uber X, but you I go don't for fit the in a Prius. <laughs> well that yeah, well. Yeah, you know what I mean? I can sort of put that down to being tall. <laughs> right. But yeah, I, I can spend money like it's water. And she's she, she kind of puts the brakes on me and i hate that but i'm really glad she does <laughs> did you really need what would she say did a you diamond really encrusted fucking <laughs> anything with diamonds on it you, um, you buy a lot of diamonds well not diamonds but um, I, do, I do like jewelry like you but you spend a lot of money you go out you like to shop i do like to shop you yeah. and i would get along i do like to shop i love it but i like t-shirts and shoes and things well, so like do that. I, yeah sneakers i mean nice kicks how many I, shoes you have 100 more 200 pairs more I want you to talk to my assistant, Jess, upstairs, because she bitches at me because I have 20. I just threw out um, 27 trash bags for the clothes, which I'd never worn, and I still don't have enough room for everything. And, and these are purchase things or things that you got free? Uh, Combina- you combination. Them. I'll say a combination. Right, right, yeah. right. I mean, I just got too much stuff to wear. And like, I'm, I'm a regular guy. I'd, I'd probably wear the same five uniforms. In a way, you have like five outfits that you like. It doesn't matter. Right. You like a t shirt. You a like t-shirt, But you, like, and... you have a style. You have a style. It looks clean, nice, <laughs> new. Your beard is kept. For Sometimes. someone who isn't very organized, as you talk about, mm. who is on maybe three shades away from being a hoarder. <laughs> hoarder. I didn't say three. Oh, my God. Did you just say that? I didn't say it, but I had to. <laughs> it just came out. It was, I, I mean, fuck. Why did I say that, Rob? I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You, you won't become a hoarder. No, no, I won't. You I won't. won't. Yeah, there's something that kicks in at a certain point where I'll go crazy and I'll have to go and do a massive tidy. Um, but you don't think about, like, should I buy these shoes? I've only got $180,000 okay, left. Well, when, I, when, <laughs> <laughs> when I grew up, I couldn't get fucking shoes to fit me. Um, I had, like, one pair of shoes and one pair of jeans. So now I've got uh, a bit of money and things are more available. Fuck yeah. I'll be like... Give me these shoes in every color. Fuck yeah, Christian. You're like Arthur. Do you ever see Dudley Moore, <laughs> Arthur? He's like, I'll, I'll take one of those. I'll take one of these, a blue one, a green one. Give me a half dozen of this. Yeah, you but know. I still have this mindset that I might not be able to get this again. You know, so, you, you can't take it with you. They always say you can't take it with you when you go. But you also right? can't take 17 pairs of trainers in a, in a small carry-on case. What so, size shoe? Um, 17. 17. That's, you know. Well, I mean, if uh, they were small, I would fall over in the wind. Right. I'm quite tall. 
You like a comfortable suit. shoe. Is that good for your back, these shoes? Uh, these ultra base ones? Yeah, they're, they're good. Because I need, that's what I got. I got to have these. Uh, we're not, I'm not going to even say it. They're not paying for my shit. <laughs> no, they're Asics. They're Asics. No, they, they, I bought these myself as well. I mean, I love these. I only, I only got into them like two weeks ago, and they're the best things I've ever worn. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy. Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash inside inside of you is brought to you by rocket money i love rocket money you know why because everyone should have rocket money because it just helps you save money how many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money it's just throwing away money ryan i i found one you and you did it you told <laughs> I me i got found, rocket money okay <laughs> I, I found one it i'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on but thank you for finding it <laughs> my god it was embarrassing <laughs> yeah because it's like you want to watch some show and you go oh, i have to subscribe to this uh this streaming uh, whatever mm -hmm. and you you start streaming the show you watch it you leave and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month it's, it is embarrassing Ugh. you know 75 percent of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about before i started using rocket money i thought i had you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. 
That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Now, growing up as a tall kid, you probably got this. You're, you're a big kid. Mm-hmm. All these. Did you develop knee problems, back problems, like young, starting young? Were no. you always in pain? Because I've been Only in pain. <laughs> since, well, I've been in pain since I'm 17. I've had five back surgeries. I, wow. I have to have neck surgery. So I'm always in pain. I use a lot of CBD stuff. I mm. use a lot of, you know, I try to stay away from the drugs. Yeah. What do you, uh, are you in a lot of pain? No, um, I do have a back problem, but that came from um, working on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Um, I I actually was really lucky until I was about 35. I had no problems with my back, knees, or anything. And then it's just all that carrying. Have you heard of workers' compensation? No. Well, I have, but Uh, I know, man. It's not something I want to go down. Well, maybe they'll help you on the side. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to take. I I don't know. The show has done so much for me. It has, but it also gave you a back problem. I know, man, but that's such an American point of view. I, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. It's like saying something. We don't see people like, back home for that. I'm not being greedy here. I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> Rob, do you know what I'm, where I'm coming at the angle? I Kind of, but I also see his point. <laughs> but let me look at this point. They have a thing called insurance that takes yeah. care of all their things. And if they said, hey, a uh, major character who he loved and adored, who's the nicest guy in the world, he has he, he developed back problems from Game of Thrones. He never had the back problems, even though he's tall, and we should do something. We'll give him the best doctors. We'll give him the best this. He won't pay for any of that. That's a nice compensation. Yeah, we've never talked about it. Do you ever want to talk about it? No, not really. Well, what happens when uh, you go to Ireland and you're like, oh, uh, Christian, you need back surgery. It's going to cost you $25,000. <laughs> That's true. I'll put up my credit card. It'll be all right. Yeah, with all the other <laughs> shoes. Yeah, put them on with all the other shoes. I'll get a couple of back surgeries in different colors. So, so <laughs> what, uh, what was the, fir- the first thing that you remember like getting in pa- having pain? Was it just like all the carrying? It happened of- really slowly. I, um, I remember the first day I was on set and I'd done some training. It told me it was going to be on my back a lot. So I'd sort of like sort of train myself to sort of be pushing forward and stuff. Right. And for the first season, really, I carried them all here. So I wasn't oh, prepared for this at so all. I sort of pulled me forward. Pull your forward, I, yeah. I ended up with a pelvic tilt issue. So it's fixable. But I need to take like six months off and do physio. Wait a minute. So you've been dealing with this pain for seven years. Six, uh, excuse me, <laughs> uh, six years. You don't, yeah. you don't belch? I can't. You can't belch. I wish I could. Yeah, I just can't do it. I mean, I was always so jealous of people who could burp. I could do it when I want. Watch. (laughs) (laughs) What's that little noise before you burp? It's sucking in air. That's amazing. (laughs) That's that's just like a fucking horror show. Is it horrible? Are you glad you can't belch? (laughs) You can fart, though, right? You can fart. Well, I can't do it on demand either. I can do it if I need to. No, but you're a private guy with farts. Tend to be, yeah. Yeah? There's yeah. no one person you'd be comfortable farting with. I'm hoping by the end of this podcast um, you could lay one out. There's not a friggin' mission. Really? Yeah. I don't need to at the minute, anyway. So. Yeah, Rob, you don't fart either. You don't fart in front of me. Am I just really immature and gross? <laughs> it's like, probably a little bit. <laughs> uh, well. Um, I think it's a good thing. I think, uh, you do? Uh, yeah, well, being comfortable with yourself is fucking important, man. Yeah, I, th- I asked Karen Gillen. You know Karen? Uh, yes. Karen Gillen. She's Scottish. Mm-hmm. And I asked her. I think I think her, she said her dad farts, or maybe he's burping all the time. We talked about farts for a while. <laughs> anyway, we'll get off that subject. So, um, all right. So you developed this back thing, and then yeah. it, you just became. Did you speak up? Did you say, "Hey, guys, I'm starting to have some problems here"? Well, then they knew by the end of the first season. No, not the first season because it was kind of okay. It was just 
it sort of progressed over the season. Did they and make then, you something to help you with it, or? Um, yeah, we had like. By the end, we had doubles and stuff. How did they get a double shots. for you, man? So weird. This guy who's exactly the same build as me, almost within an inch of the same height, and he lives about ten miles away from where I live. Who? And we're not related. And they found him. They found him. Yeah, he was a parking attendant and also a wrestler. Nice guy. Yeah. What was his name? Brian. 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 Yeah, and shout so, out to Brian, man. So, so he did most of your... <laughs> no, no, not most of, just like wide shots. And, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Unnecessary you know, shots for unnecessary you to be carrying shots. something. Yeah, it's the same with, with Isaac, because Isaac was too tall by the end of it. You know, oh, yeah, we, he was huge. Like small, he plays Bran, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We had like a small lady called Samantha. Right. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> a small lady. What's this? A, a small girl called Samantha who was double brown. <laughs> a small lady, a small girl. <laughs> Yeah. A small woman. Yeah. Samantha. <laughs> she she was little brand. Yeah. I don't know. I could just have, I have this picture. It just makes me laugh. Um and you you really your times, I mean people talk to you about I just had David Nutter on. Oh wow. I love yeah. David. He directed the pilot for Smallville and yeah, so that's like, he, I think what's his nickname, the pilot whisperer? Like everything he makes gets made. Pretty much. Something like that. Yeah. He just yeah. He, sell, he sells everything. I loved it. He was like my top two directors. Right. That I work with. Wasn't he just phenomenal? I love working with does, David. You know, he just makes you so comfortable, doesn't he? Yeah. He does. And he's so fast as well. Yeah. You know, nobody he knows what he wants. Director. He does. He does. And also, he listens to your feedback. And if it's good, he'll go with it. Okay. Natalie Tenya. Natalia? I call, yeah. 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 Well, I know her from a couple of cons, and everyone's all getting an email saying, shut the fuck up, you cunt. Yeah. From and her. Natalia's awesome. She's amazing. Did you like working with her? Yeah. She was a wildling, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. In in real life also. And yes, she is. <laughs> she is the like crazy in a good way. Like oh, yeah. I don't give a fuck no. about what you think. I, I really a, a lot of respect that. for Natalia. Yeah. Was she like that on set all the time? Just yeah. fucking off? Not fucking off, but she's so professional. But she's a very talented actress also. Yeah, she is. Um and yeah. singer, musician. Yeah. Um, she Molotov rocks. Jukebox. What is it called? Molotov Jukebox. Yeah, the yeah. Band. yeah. She's really talented. Now, did you, you liked everybody on the show. Yeah. Was it? Okay. I mean, I've just got, I, know, I made an eye movement there, but I was scanning through 227 cast members oh. there. <laughs> that was There's got to be someone where you work with and you're like, <laughs> that fucking pain in the ass. You don't have to say. Wasn't there someone that you're just like, oh my yes. God, will they shut the fuck up and just yes. do the scene? Yes. Is that all you're going to say? See, yeah, because... It was remember, Bran, right? No, it was not. Uh, there would be no names mentioned. No, um, I wouldn't expect that. Cersei? <laughs> <laughs> let's move on. All right, let's move on. Let's <laughs> no, but all right. So, you know, you, you were, they were probably... You saw it, but they didn't. you didn't really... Was it more like you saw or did you witness hands-on? Like, like, yeah, maybe, maybe. All right, all right. This is my ambiguous... Who was the most fun in the trailer? In the trailer. And you're getting ready for the day, makeup, who's in there playing music, enjoying themselves. I mean, you have to remember that we filmed in very small groups. That's true. Yeah, and it wasn't like everyone sort of imagines we're all in this big studio together playing like yeah, racquetball. Yeah, you're with a select uh, group for most of the time. That's exactly. most of your time was. Um, but yeah, Isaac and I got on really well. You know, I, he was like a little brother. Yeah. And I you still keep in touch? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, not so much anymore at the moment because we're both very busy. Right. But um, he's a great kid. And yeah, I definitely, I, I felt like I fulfilled the Big Brother rule also. I missed that, actually. Yeah. You know. Um, you missed that camaraderie. You missed being on. Well, yeah, you know what it's like being part of a show for so many years. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't devastated to leave at the end of it. I was. I thought that was the end of that bittersweet, chapter. Bittersweet, sort of. Yeah, like... it's definitely bittersweet. There's yeah, yeah. two sides to it. But I miss the people. Yeah. 
I mean, it's, 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 it's probably my favorite show. I mean, I'm, there's millions and billions of people who'd say the same thing, but it's definitely my favorite show of all time. To me, it was like watching a, uh, a major motion picture, a good one, yeah. every week. And with all the shite <laughs> that you see now, and I'm just like, <laughs> to watch an episode with the production value and the stories and the characters and everybody was so good. And your death <laughs> crushed me. Oh. And I'm sure you'll hear it all the time, but I mean, it's just that death was like, because the you you were asked for years. I saw interviews upstairs. I was looking at. We were like, you're like hoping there's some meaning. George has got to have a. Yeah. You know, he's got. There's got to be some reason. What's what's Hodor? How? What's the meaning behind this character? It would have been terrible if it just meant nothing. If it meant nothing, it's like <laughs> okay, this was an interesting character who just said that one word, mm-hmm. but a million different ways, which was probably harder than actually saying a bunch of lines yes. to say one line and be. make it mean. Something else. Yeah. But finally, when that came, when did you find out the day this is when it's going to happen? Hodor dies <laughs> and the whole meaning behind it. I mean, when did you find that out? Well, people have this. We're asked a lot, like, do you read the scripts and find out when you're going to die? And it really is true. When you get the script at the start of each year, it's like you scan through for your name. Because everyone dies in yeah. the show. It's just such a butchery. Yeah. And my friend had got the script. Um a day before me so i gave him a call and i said so did i make it and there was like a dry silence on the end of the phone and i was like what and he goes yeah not so much you didn't really you haven't were you shocked to. no i i, I kind of just with the type of character hodor is and i kind of thought he would be eligible for a horrible death but a true martyr yeah but that's why he's such a pure character you know, and you know, Game of Thrones loves to punch you in the nuts. And what better way to do it? <laughs> Did you have any idea that Hodor would mean that? No, not even till the end. I didn't. Do you know what? I really didn't give it too much thought. I just, I didn't because I wanted to play him quite simply and quite purely, and I didn't want to give it too much meaning inside my head. I might sort of play it in a different way. You know, I just wanted to go with it because that's what he was doing. Yeah. He, yeah. You he know. was just there trying to facilitate. He was very reactionary. You know, yeah. he was just sort of reacting to what was happening around him. So, Well, not to recreate it, but I just remember as you're watching, it's just like, you know, the hold the door, hold the door, mm-hmm. hold the door. And I was just like, I remember then, look, look at me, look, goosebumps now. <laughs> when you started to figure out that he's saying, hold, hold, hold. And I lost, I thank God, <laughs> I thank the Lord above me. That I was alone watching this because it was the ugliest fucking meanest cry <laughs> pounding on my fucking the beanbag art. Oh, like my face contorting. And I just had so much love for this character. And uh-huh. now it was even so immense. It just like what an ending. It probably to me was the best. Like that was like the one of the best moments the show's ever had. Well, thank you. Do you agree with it? Um, I actually do. I think it's a, we worked really hard on that scene. For a long time. How long did it take to shoot that scene? Oh, wow. Um, maybe two weeks. Um, two weeks to shoot it? Yeah, two weeks to shoot. And it's one scene, and there was like four different locations, inside, outside, about 17 different doors. <laughs> you know? And we went through all sorts of hell. Did you cry when you watched it? Yeah. Like, I, but were I you really... alone? Were you alone? Oh, yeah. I would never cry in front of anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the... you, wait, 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 wait. You've never cried in front of anybody? Not while I'm watching a movie. Shit. No, I would have, but I would, I'd be kind of like... Maybe that's why I'm single. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. You want me to go? No, no. It's kind of I definitely did cry at movies, but not... I would avoid movies that made me cry when I'm with people. 
Really? Yeah. So don't go see Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. I cry with somebody on that, but I'm a Jew, and I just felt that I had to. Well, it's like I get away with course. it. Of course. But Rob, you cry to movies? The, the right movies. Yeah. I don't picture you crying. I picture you laughing at people who cry. <laughs> I don't want to say you're a cold-hearted dick, but I, I, I look at you like I think you'd look at me and you'd laugh at me if I was crying. Did you see Manchester by the Sea? No, that was the last one for me. You cried. Mm-hmm. Was that you mean the last one, the last cry, or the last like movie had... I cried at that I saw? Right. You yeah. want me to ruin <laughs> it for you? And the guy just ties his I shoe. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Changes the subject. I mean, the last one that got me really good in a public place was I was on a, a flight from Germany and I watched Love Simon. I didn't see that. And I. Well, just because of the subject matter and stuff, it's pretty close to my own heart. Um, I avoided watching it for so long because I knew it was going to be brutal. Um, And yeah, I was literally on the plane and I think our stewardess came over and, you okay? (laughs) Yeah, they think you lost someone on the plane. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, it's a great movie. You should see it. So, you know, growing up, it sounds like you never wanted to, not that you didn't want to be, but you you didn't think you were going to act. No. You thought it was music for music. me. Music, yeah. It's always music. It's performance, man. It's just I like to perform because it's like a holiday from being yourself. Do you love being in front of people? Yes. Do you get nervous? Yeah, but that's amazing. It's all about stepping out of your box for me. So it's a good nervous. Yeah. Like, I'm, how, how if I'm not feel? nervous before a show, I'm always nervous before a show. Any show. Any whether show you're DJing, whether you're performing music, whether you're uh, even acting. when I had a residency in Belfast, which I'd done for 15 years. Every big night or every night, I was nervous before I played the first record. And then, how long before you just felt great after the first record? Or shit, uh, <laughs> depending on the crowd. Um, yeah, you get into it. You have a few drinks and you sort of chill out. Have you but, ever shit the bed? Not literally oh. shit the bed. I mean, have you ever just like <laughs> really like not shit in the bed, but like just been like, wow, I suck tonight. I wasn't good. Well, I, mean, I wasn't on it. It's DJing is a relationship between you and the crowd. And sometimes, as we know, relationships don't go very well. It's, it's such an interesting thing. You can play the same set to the same people, like, weekend and then the next weekend. And they're going to respond completely differently. It's just a mood. It's kind of like stand-up comedy or whatever. You go yeah. to a place and you're like, they got that joke. The other people didn't really respond. Exactly. That, yeah. And then it's, it's the same everywhere. Um, it's horrible when it happens. But it doesn't happen very often. Are you hard on yourself? Yeah. Like, what do you do? Buy a pair of shoes? <laughs> or five pairs uh, of shoes. Five maybe. pairs of shoes. Put them in a trash bag. <laughs> no, I'll just be in a horrible mood. I'll just be like, I'll, I'll be probably quiet, not really want to talk to anybody, and sort of like, what did I do wrong and stuff. But at this stage, I'm I'm a good DJ. I'm a good. I've, I've done it for a long time. How many I, shows have you done? Would you say a thousand? No, way more than that. Way more than a way thousand. More, yeah, I DJ in the same club four times, four nights a week for fifteen years. And what's that? What's, four, what's four times? Four, eight, twelve, sixteen. What's sixteen times uh, twelve? Uh, Whatever. <laughs> That's a lot. One hundred ninety-two. One hundred ninety-two a year. Mm-hmm. Wow. So over. And two, then plus that's, that's before all this stuff started. And then. It's been... So has this? Has the Game of Thrones obviously even brought the the, the yeah. game up with the DJ? Yeah. People want to go see you now. Well, even more. I, I really tried not to mix the two at the start because to me, I mean. <laughs> Music's really important to me, and I felt a wee bit crass at the start to sort of mix the two, you know, and to do the whole River Thrones thing wasn't my idea. But then I saw how it sort of came together, and people were enjoying themselves and partying and dressing up and stuff. I didn't change what music I was playing in any way. 
I might throw in a remix of Dawn of the Game of Thrones track or whatever. But that's uh, oh, it. you do? You have done that? Uh, just once. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I, I have my own remix that I've done myself. So you do? You have a remix of bum, bum, bum. Yeah, which I play the guitar on now. That's why the guitar is here, because I'm going to do it at BlizzCon in Anaheim on Saturday. Really? Yeah. I have got to see one of these shows. How many people come out to watch you? Depends, man. What's the from... smallest crowd or the biggest crowd? <laughs> smallest crowd, 15 people. That was years ago, right? It's somewhere in probably Nebraska. Or something like, that. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Actually, not Nebraska. Nebraska was awesome, actually. What's that other place? <laughs> the what, other what, place. Idaho. Idaho. What's that <laughs> other place? Idaho. That's that's the other place. But I still had a good night. It's weird, you know. You still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it because there were fifteen people there. They're all dancing like idiots and having a great night. Still got paid. Still got paid. Everyone's happy. And the biggest crowd, probably two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand. On my people. own, with my own crowd, on my own gig, with nobody else there, it would be probably six, seven thousand. So that is incredible. And people don't really understand, like DJs can make so much money. (laughs) One night, one night. I remember like those cons, the conventions, which you go to and you sign autographs for a weekend and you make certain money. And I just, but DJs can make, what's the most a DJ can make in one night? I'm not going to ask you how much you make. If you're looking at someone who's top of their game. Like an Oakenfold. Is he even top now? Uh, He's a legend. He's a legend. A legend, but he wouldn't be one of the bigger earners. I would say if you're looking at someone like Eric Prids or like Marshmello or, or Dead Mouse or Dimitri Vegas and like Mike, you're looking at probably 300K. For a night? Yeah. And how many nights could they do? And look at Steve Aoki and stuff. Steve Aoki plays like three gigs a night. He's, he jumps on the jet. He work, he's one I'm of about the har- to do a little project with him. Yeah, Steve is awesome. He's one of the hardest working people I've met. $300,000? I, I don't know if he gets that. I don't know. But, but um, so what? Why would he do lot? like two shows a week and retire after one year? Because he's a workaholic. You know, it's the same reason. When I go home after a tour, I'm like, I can't wait to go home. I can't wait to go home. And then within three days, I'm like, I have to go. You love it that much. How many do you go? Do you usually do <laughs> once every other week? How many gigs? Oh, no. I'll do more than that. Um, do you know what? More and less. You know, it, it comes in waves. It's the same as any acting, DJing. It comes like buses all, all at once, or you might have a two-month gap, you know. Do you get rusty? No. You just keep always in It's not like a guitar. I mean, you have to keep practicing the guitar, but with DJing, I've done it so much. And what's um, the music? It's progressive. What's progressive it? House. Yeah. Progressive House. So what is that? That's like, that's not more of a... It's a little... What no, is right, it? What this, is this it? Is, okay, this is a really controversial term. Yeah, can tell, help me out here because I'm not Real really used to that. I listen house. to Yacht Rock, dude. You know what Yacht Rock is? No. Sailing takes me away to yacht where rock. I... Oh, I just listen to <laughs> mellow music, man. I need to be calm. I need like... Um, meet you all the way. Oh, jeez. Roseanne. No, Toto. that's a good song. Toto, man. I do like Toto. Okay, good. Yeah, but that's the kind. I listen okay. to I, I, I can listen to some metal. I listen to eighties metal. I like Foreigner. I like some. Def, not metal. Def Leppard. Uh, tw- uh, 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 Cinderella. Little, hey, little Ozzy Osbourne. Of, you're getting there. Uh, that's about as hard as I go, man. I won't. I can't get darker than that. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you could try to influence me and see if there's something I would like. Well, I mean. I'm into like Megadeth, Pantera. I mean, my music. Okay, I like some of that. Hasn't progressed. My music taste hasn't progressed past the 90s. Okay, mine hasn't progressed since the 80s, yeah. And uh, and, and obviously in dance music, it's uh, hopefully pretty current. Right. But with metal, 
I still listen to those old albums. So when when you're DJing, what do you what kind of mute, what is that? You say it's, it's controversial, but well, no, it's not controversial. It's just it's the term progressive house. It's been mislabeled. Um, the sort of the noises you were making a minute ago, like, uh, 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 yeah. that's not progressive. That's EDM. EDM. What does that stand for? It's just well, it's it's a broad term for electronic dance music. But when you say an EDM set, it's going to be very high energy. There's going to be lots of dropouts and everything, and all the frat boys. So you don't do that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm going to vomit when I hear that music. Oh my god. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. No disrespect to it, of course, but well, no, you it's can disrespect not me. It. That's not what yeah, we like, you know. Shit. I'll, I'll tell you, yeah, if it's a fucking movie, I hate. I'm gonna go that's shite. You know, you can tell me it's I have for a me. shitty movie. Okay, we'll say it's that not it's not for me. It's not for, not you. for me. Yeah, uh, I think I'm too old, but I'm, I'm glad I'm too old. You're younger than me, so shut up. <laughs> what age you? I'm 46. Oh yeah, I'm definitely older. Yeah. Younger, younger. Fucking hell. Fucker. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, progressive house is floaty, beautiful, like arpeggios and melodies over quite a hypnotic sort of bass line it's very Ooh. very trancy do people who dr- do drugs while they're oh doing? fuck yeah do you have you ever done drugs <laughs> uh yes uh you know i did molly's at burning man for the first time two years ago that was pretty cool this is something i've never talked about before and it's not because i didn't want to because right. no one's ever had the balls to ask me before <laughs> um, oh, I, <laughs> well this um, is a i mean we're adults it's uh drugs or things that are around are around us uh I, I dj'd on the club scene for Probably ten years before I ever touched a drug, and I went down a hole. I went into a what rabbit drug hole. Did you man. start with? Um, I started with coke. You know what I mean? And only for a year, though. But a lot. A lot. But I did everything. Everything. Heroin. <laughs> that. But you know what? I did it once, and that was the wake up call. You're lucky because uh, you know yeah. if, you, if people it's say you do it once and that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean that's why because I, I liked it. I liked it a lot, Oof. and um, that was the day I thought, this isn't me. Um, I looked at myself in the mirror. I didn't really recognize myself anymore, and this was over the sp- span of one year. I'm very lucky. I got it out of my system, and when I turned 29, um, I haven't touched it since, and I haven't wanted to, so anything. Anything? Anything. You drink? No, not really. Nothing. I'm, I drink socially. I might, I might have like a, That's a, a, a like little me. Prosecco every yeah. now and then, yeah. with a strawberry hanging out of it. Um did your mom know about this? Yes. Was she going? Was it hard for her to it watch? It was hard. You? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, we haven't really talked about it, but um, she she did know what was happening. I don't hide anything from her. Do you think she's she's part of the reason why you said fuck this? Yeah, I gotta live. From, yeah, well, I can start to see her strength and stuff, and I can pull from that. And so it's weird. It's, it's a weird feeling looking at yourself and not recognizing yourself, and that's not only on a, a physical way. It's like even in a sort of behind that behind you're looking into your eyes and there's. That, that person's not there anymore, and that's what that's all. That's all it took for me. Rob, uh, have you ever done that? No, I think you know. I've definitely had moments where I just look in the mirror and I just am like, "What? Are you you're just going through the motions? What's the fuck?" I mean, I've had some mm. rough patches, you yeah. know, where I'm just like, "What's wrong with me? I just don't feel. I don't feel good." Yeah, you know? what's happening? I just don't feel good. I just don't feel like. You know, and it just, it's just more of a, it's like something, it's just an emptiness. You know, and it's just, I've, I've had that in my life before and it's, it's tough because you're yeah. like, I, you know, and I'm, and I'm a very optimistic person for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, I fucking fight through pain. I fight through shit. I'm like, hey man, life's more important than, you know, and you just try to make, but some, sometimes shit gets you. 
Yeah. And you just have to say, hey, I'm in a dark place and I'm going to get out of it. Exactly. You, know? you just have to own it's, it. It's, you got to own it. Own yeah. it. You got to look and go, hey, I don't see myself. I'm going to go talk to someone. Mm-hmm. I remember I said to Jess, like, it's like three years ago, and I never have said this before. If you said, are you a depressed person? I'd be like, no. I would just, I just wouldn't talk. Now I talk openly, but she was like, I, she, we're in the kitchen. I just go, I think I'm depressed. And she kind of turned to me and looked at me and she goes, okay, do you want me to call Dr. Krausman? Yeah, no, I'll call him. I'll call him. I'll be all right. I'm going to be fine. I just, uh, just feels good to say that. Mm. So it was definitely, a, it was a tough moment, you know, it's just yeah. like, sometimes you just like, cause I think if you let everything get to you, you can get, let little things get to you every once in a while. Yeah. But sometimes you're like, that's bothering me. That's bothering me. That, ha-. and a lot of the things you're projecting haven't even happened yet. So you're worrying about things that haven't happened, which they're not real things. Like, and also things you can't really change. Yeah. Uh, why waste time worrying about things that you can't do anything about? I try to think like that. You know, I'm like, you know, my my grandfather, he's old. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he could die tomorrow. Yeah. And he could die a year from now. Yeah. You can't do that. No. It's like my dog's 10. I, I, these dogs die at like 13 years old. Why are you worrying about that? I know, man. You know? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I get anxiety over losing my mom and stuff as well. And how old is your mother? Mom's 67, but she's fit as a fiddle. You talk every day? Yeah. But I mean, it, it can come consuming. You know, I start to dream about it and stuff, and, you know, it becomes kind of consuming. Um, but you have to let go of that, like you say. How do you do it? How do you do it? I just let it go, man. Um, a bit of meditation and stuff. You meditate every day? Um, I try to. What do you do? Like 20 uh, minutes? Maybe more sometimes. You know, sometimes you can't get there. You can't get to the place where you need to be. Um, you sort of bang your head off a brick wall. <laughs> but. Right. It's, it's been very helpful for me as well. I would try to do it before I go on stage and stuff. Um, Guided meditation or you, no? You just uh, emptiness, like quiet, quiet, and sort of yeah, just see where it leads me. And do you always feel like you start to think and then you start to go away from that and you just sort of embrace just being? Yeah, it's like sort of that. Just it's, like, it's hard to stop go. thinking, man. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you know what it's like to, to consciously stop thinking. Is well, you, you're you're thinking about not thinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you go into this fucking crazy loop. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely been valuable. What do you do for fun? I play computer games. What games? You're a big gamer, right? I'm a Warcraft player. Warcraft. Um, I've um, never played Warcraft. Really? Yeah, I want to try Redemption Revolver. Is that what it's called? Red Redemption? Whatever. <laughs> that's not world, That's not World of Warcraft. I know, but I want to try that. Yeah, but it's just... People have been telling me to watch this show, The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, don't say anything because I haven't seen the 10th episode. No, I haven't really seen good. it. But apparently the 10th episode's bad. Really? Yeah. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I love spoiling it for you. Fuck! <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Please, well, honestly. Maybe you should just leave it up the night. Well, you know, I've, I've been dying. I haven't seen it yet. I oh, saw the my God. You should probably just make up your own Mike Flanagan's a buddy of mine. He's directing, like, the new Shining sequel, and he directed that. And I, I, I mean, I love the first, you know, m- most of the first nine episodes were really amazing. And then I'm ready for ten, and I'm... I'm I just ha- I wanted to watch it here instead of in the plane, but f- yeah, you, you saw it. I haven't seen it. Even but I you saw seen any of them. All right, so, but, but you know what? Shit. Hey, you know what? Though, even if the tenth's bad, even if like set, you get seven out of ten good episodes and they were great, that that's good for me. Well, but most I of my really... friends who loved it have said, "Oh, I really wish you didn't watch that ah, episode." Don't say anything. <laughs> we have horror movie nights at my house during the Halloween, so they all, everybody comes over and we watch horror movies here. I love horror movies. 
I, I hit horror movies. I can't. I, what? I, yeah, I can't watch them. Why? Because <laughs> I'll dream about it for about a week afterwards, and I just I can't handle them anymore. Something happened around my mid twenties or thirties. I used to love horror movies. What happened? I, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy them anymore. What was it? Was there one particular movie maybe you saw and you're like, oh? Well, when I was a child, there was. I think I talked about this on Instagram recently. There's, there's Salem's Lot. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, it was a TV movie. Yeah, the blue vampire. Someone talked to me about him. That <laughs> motherfucker, man. He gave me the shits. Oh he really man, did. not that little fuck pot. Yeah, I was scary. Knocks just the go, window. Ah, the, 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 yeah, the what, kid, that? the kid, and the guy who comes to the door like floating with a smile on his face. Yeah, that was creepy as that a kid. Give me the shits, man. Yeah. for many years. See, I like, I love horror movies. I like to me, it's an adrenaline. Like for you DJing, for me, it's like that's an adrenaline. That's like a roller coaster for me. It's like if I could, if you could scare me. And the problem with horror movies is, and we don't have to go on a tangent. They're just mostly not scary anymore, and they're that's mostly true. commercial, and they're just throwing. Oh, this worked, so let's make a sequel, even though it sucked. Yeah, let's make a sequel of a movie that sucked. <laughs> Because we'll make money because there's those people who just go see it. That's it's right. a horror movie and they don't care about quality. People, I saw this one movie. I'm not going to say what it is. I saw this Halloween. one movie. No, I'm not saying that. I also saw that. They just, they go, oh my God, have you seen this movie? And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. The movie they were talking about was honestly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And they went on about, oh my God, it was so fun. So scary. after all we've talked about today, you're not going to name that movie? It was a quiet place, I, I wasn't it? No, I liked quiet place. All right, back to you now. <laughs> Well, the reason why I mentioned that was the way you said Red or Dead Redemption. Every time I talk about the haunting of Hill House, I say like the mansion on Haunted Hill or House the Hill Haunted House Hill. Haunted. I can't get the, the freaking The Hill right. House has eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But yeah, so don't see the 10th episode. Don't bother. Um, Fuck you. I can't believe you did that to me. So you, you're playing music your whole life. You're playing uh guitar you're you're singing now when did you get on stage for the first time because this is a guy i'm hearing that is uh a little he doesn't you know he's a tall guy he's 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 uncomfortable people are rude to him in school there's 26 people he likes five of them how are you able to get on stage <laughs> because i have a huge amount of fuck you in me you've always had that yeah who taught you that your mother yes um and anyone who tells me i can't or shouldn't do something i will usually rebel hard against it and um one, one of my first jobs in entertainment was being a drag artist a drag artist what queen a drag queen oh a drag a drag queen yeah all right yeah i know a drag queen wait <laughs> English, isn't it? one of your first jobs <laughs> well in entertainment yeah wait wait how old were you i was 20 22 and how did you get how did this happen someone told me i couldn't do it or shouldn't do it because i wouldn't look very feminine and stuff and i'm like that's not why I want to do it. You know, <laughs> obviously I'm I'm seven foot tall almost. I'm not trying to pass as a woman. Did you have someone help you with the... Uh, no. You did everything? Yeah. Makeup? Yeah. Hair? Uh, believe me, when I first started, I looked like a bag of shite. Did you have a beard still? No. I, I only had a beard for Game of Thrones. Do you have pictures? Not on me. I've been in drag a couple times. For movies? For movies to Sweet oh, November. Nice. I was in drag. I was in drag in Sorority Boys. I was in... I think and oh, my mother, when I was in sixth grade for extra credit, if we did something, we got a free A to apply to any class and I needed it because I was failing everything. And so it was a talent show when I dressed up as Pat Benatar. Uh, she put makeup on me, boobs. This is in Bible Belt, Indiana. Nice. And I sang Shadows of the Night in front of an open mouthed 
classroom of just like, what the fuck is this dude doing? It was so embarrassing. And I and I remember thinking, they're going to laugh. They're going to love it. I'm going to kill it. They're I'm in high heels. I have tits. I'm in fifth grade in southern Indiana. And I'm like, shadows of the night. So baby, take my hand to be all right. I didn't even know the fucking words. I thought it'd be funny enough. And I just stood there frozen. And it was most it was embarrassing, but it was it was good. I'm glad I did it. Liberating. It was. You know, I knew I was different then. Yeah. I knew that I was going to have to I'm a, I, I was an entertainer. I had yeah. To. So what was the feeling when you went how many people did you go up in front of? Um it was a club in Belfast which I ended up DJing in. Um and it was just so different to anything anyone had ever seen before and it's probably still to this day. Um it was like a mixture of Marilyn Manson meets Divine meets <laughs> probably Satan. Like, I would have blackout contact lenses and stuff. And you, you sang? Um, eventually, not on my first appearance. Were you drunk? No. You had no alcohol, no, no heroin? The, the adrenaline, the adrenaline <laughs> was strong in this one. Really? Yeah. Super aggressive when I was in drag. Super, like, fuck you. Wow. That's why I did it. It was like a shield to perform behind. That's why I did it. That is exactly why I did it. Before I could sort of come out as... Wow. You know what I mean? It was Yeah, like, it's like, hey, I'm this character. I'm still a yeah. character. I'm going to say fuck you to the world. Yeah. And that will help me become who I am. Exactly. It took me a while to realize that, though. To realize what? Well, that, that was why I did it. Really? Yeah. So you didn't yeah. understand you were doing it? because No, no, it no. Just, it, it's it's just, not at the time. but Right, because it was, it was more about somebody saying, yeah, 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 right. Somebody saying you can't do it. You can't do this. It's like, fuck you. I can do whatever I want. Exactly. Did your mom know about this? Oh, yeah. Mom used to make me miniskirts. <laughs> And you're how tall at this time? I haven't grown any since I was 22. So you were a seven foot <laughs> yeah. drag artist. Yeah. Well, I used to wear these platforms. I was eight foot four. How tall is or short is your miniskirt that your mom's making you? That's that's a funny story, actually. Um, she'd be like, "No, it's too short. It's too short." And I said, "Mom, just bring the hemline up, bring it up," and she'd make it quite short, and then I'd just pull it up anyway. <laughs> Are you just seeing butt cheeks? <laughs> well, no. What are you seeing? How do you tuck yourself in there? You're wearing panties. Well, I used to wear these swimming trunks that were like five sizes too small. So your balls are just slopped in there. Like yeah, a- and pushed back, and it's it's kind of okay. gross. But I mean, I, it wasn't like the type of drag you see in drag race these days. It's also super convincing and stuff. I would have wore like a miniskirt covered in rubber spikes and stuff, so any bones that was there would have been covered in latex. I don't think you've scratched the surface on like the kind of roles you're going to play. People see you as a simple, loving... <laughs> Favorite character Hodor in Game of Thrones, but now after hearing this story, they—I don't think anybody's seen anything yet. <laughs> are you willing? Would you be willing to do something like that in the movie? Would you be a drag queen or naked? Or I've already been naked in a movie. Well, in Game of Thrones. When were you naked? How can you not? It was remember your this? butt. It was just your butt, though. Yeah, that's true. It was just your butt. I'm talking dong day afternoon, brother. <laughs> dong day. <laughs> would you show the dong? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the circumstance, but yes is the answer. You look. Yeah, are you proud not? of your dong? <laughs> no more than anybody else is. Rob, are you proud of your dong? Same answer, not more than anyone else. Do well, you... He's very proud of his. So no, I wouldn't awesome. say that. Do you trim yourself to make it look bigger? No. Hmm, I do. Rob? Yes, I mean, yeah. It, but think about it. If it's like not with that, well, if I don't have mind. a very. I'm, I'm not that hairy. Well, if you have, well, you have a nice beard growing. Yeah, your, know, your arms aren't hairy though. Yeah, I'm you not, have a hairy not, back. Nope, I do. I get hairy sometimes. I, I trim it. Okay, but um, you know, you don't want to be Bush Gardens down there. Well, I'm not. Oh, so you don't really need to shave that much? No, I don't at all. 
I mean, it's, you it's, have it's left it alone. Not, what a treat, man! But it's not. It's not like seventies porn star at all down there. Do you trim your butt cheeks at all? I, I do that. I don't have anything there. No hair on the butt cheeks. Nope. Uh, Semi hairless balls. <laughs> I mean, you're you're a lucky guy. Well, it depends what you're into. You may have a jack back from your fucking <laughs> of carrying that asshole around. Three hundred pairs of shoes, you know. But, Jeez. <laughs> but you, you don't seem like you complain a lot. Complain a lot? Yeah, I don't. Do you get tired easily? Do you, I mean, My manager might say something different, but um, <laughs> do you yell? Are you a yeller? I get passionate about things. Yes. What's the last thing you got passionate about? Where you're feeling like you know that could have been taken in a different way. I, I could have been a little more calm. Do you know, I'm not even going to go into specifics because I can't really remember because I I don't hold on to things. I let it go once I've done it and try not to remember it. Right. Because what's the point in hanging around this stuff? But things that piss me off are when people don't do the job properly and it affects how I do my job. Like, say I get to a gig and it's the wrong equipment and or equipment goes down in the middle of a show and you're the one that's up on stage looking like a cock and the music has stopped and I'm just like, I'll actually turn around and go, you're dead. You give that luck like you're, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, but I wouldn't not right. literally kill but you. But, um, this is your passion. Your I like job. to throw shade. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm passionate about it. Yeah. And the DJ gets a hard time if things go wrong. Right. Because people believe he's just up there pushing buttons. Yeah, so, they're like, it's um, all him. Exactly. We well, paid I mean, see- he's just pushing buttons so he could at least get that right. You know? Jeez, it's not. It's no, it's really not. <laughs> it's really difficult, isn't it? Uh, once you've got it. I mean, once you've got the technique and stuff. It's, um, How long would it take me to be a... Not a great DJ, but like someone who could probably go to gigs. And well, like, you're into music, and you obviously I love music. You've, you've got rhythm and stuff, haven't you? I got I got rhythm. If you've got rhythm and you can count a four beat and a sixteen beat and a thirty two beat, you'll be fine. Once you've learned the technique, but it takes time. You can't just do it in the first few times. You got to take months and months of doing this. We have to learn how to read a crowd and stuff, and how to. And you have to have all the music too. You have to have the music, and it's like you have to learn how to represent yourself and also keep people happy. It's a real hard line to go. And you get to a certain stage where when you're a resident DJ, you have to keep them happy every week. And then when you become a touring DJ and a producer, you have to play your own stuff. And you have to somehow bring the crowds in and also represent yourself in a, a way that's your sound, which you don't really have to worry about when you're a resident. Right. And so it's sometimes a bit of a hard line to walk because if I'm having like a hard time with a crowd, I know I could play a different type of music and they go mad, but I can't do that because it's not me. It doesn't represent me anymore. That makes sense. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, you said you're hard on yourself. You can be hard on yourself. Yeah, but I think it's good. I mean, to be critical to a point, I think it's good. Why do you have to be so busy all the time? Is it because you just really love your work, or is it because if you're alone, you you drive yourself crazy? (laughs) I do drive myself crazy. Um, I'm a procrastinator by nature. I think I was quite lazy in the first 25, 30 years of my life. I think I was quite lazy. And only since all this stuff happened, I really know what really work is. And you, how to... you, you nailed a date here with this podcast. You came right. You, you didn't change the date. You didn't say, fuck, you were right. Well, that's because I have to. I, if I started to fuck around, it would never happen. <laughs> right. You know, so, yeah. Do you want to act more? Yeah. You want to do movies? You, do. you want to do, like, TV? Yeah, but it has to be the right thing. Um, it's kind of hard coming from something like Game of Thrones and... Like, what do you do next? I'm sure you know what the, how that feels. just got to be the right thing. Yeah. And I don't want to do another character like Hodor. Um, no, I think you should play a dark character. A dark character? That'll mm-hmm. be easy. <laughs> Is it? Well, good, Why yeah. do you say that with so effortlessly? So, like... <laughs> I've got a dark side to me, of course. Would you love to... Yeah, you, you want to explode on stage, don't you? You want to explode and, like... 
Yeah. You want to be back in drag in 19... I would love to do that, actually. Whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, of course I want to still act. Um, but you know what it's like being typecast and stuff, and I, I, I'm fighting against that. Yeah, until you do something, and everybody goes, oh my god! Yeah. That's the guy from uh, Malcolm in the Middle, who's the lead on Breaking Bad, who's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow, I didn't expect that. Exactly. You know? But, you know... I'm very grateful for it as well. People say you're annoyed when people call you Hodor all the time. And I'm like, no, because it's brought me so much, you know. I mean, you got to embrace it. Exactly. People say, hey, Lex Luthor. Okay. It's better than, hey, asshole. <laughs> hey, nobody. <laughs> exactly. Why not? Yeah. Make, you make a living. We mm-hmm. a, it's a good run. It's like, hey, what, what, what does the future hold? You know? It opens up all kinds of possibilities. I, I was hoping well. you, you'd be uh, the dead army, you know. In the, oh, the, the, the Nightwalker? The, the Nightwalkers in, like, the final season. Well, I can't really talk about that, but... You can't talk about the last season? Of course I can't. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, David wouldn't either, really. Sort of he did, but not really. <laughs> he talked about, like, some table reads and stuff. But... Yeah, that's okay. He can do that. He's not going to sue himself. Right. So... <laughs> right. But you can't really say anything. Not so... I have learned over the years yeah, from having they'll a, kill big, you. They'll kill a, you. a big mouth. I do have a big mouth. I, I, have, I have a hard time keeping stuff to myself. But I don't really know much anyway, so... Are you excited about it? Yes. Do you know what happens at all? Um, I don't really know much. Yep. All right. Yeah, I don't want to know. Anyway, I really don't. You. I really don't want to know. Anyway, I really want to watch just what six left, uh, six or seven. I think. And I hope they're long. I hope they're like an hour and a half at least. Each. Well, the rumors were two hours. I don't know if that's true. Each of them. That yeah, apparently. So well, it's going to be like movie length. Each one of them. Who would you like to see that you haven't seen in a while besides Isaac? I haven't seen Finn in quite a long time. Who? Um, Finn plays Iron Fist now. Um, he was the Knight of Flowers. Mm-hmm. We're, we're good friends. Um, he's been busy with the Marvel stuff. What about seen. the Hound? Oh, Rory's awesome, dude. That is my fi- probably my all time favorite character. Yeah, the Hound. He's awesome. Have you met him in real life? You're a cunt. <laughs> you're a cunt. And you're a cunt. He's remarkably similar in real life. Also, <laughs> is he? I hear he like lives in the woods and shit. Yeah, he's, he's quite a. Is he ever in L.A.? God, that guy's brilliant. I don't know if he. I can't see him in L.A. You know. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's a loner. He's he's a fucking great guy though. He's a cool guy, big guy. Yeah, he's he's not much shorter than me actually. Tough, so tough guy. Well, you need to be to live a life he does. Like he, he takes, he drives his boat fucking all over the place. He lives in the middle of nowhere. He, he's had a. He, that's the way he wants it. He likes his solitude. That's beautiful. It really is. I wish I could do that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it's so appealing to me as well. But then I think if I put myself in that circumstance, I'd be like, quickly get me back to civilization. You know, I always think that, but I hate I hate the thought of like, you know, sometimes I'm like, I just want to go back home, maybe get a farm, live on some land and just like keep it simple and not stress and not worry about mm-hmm. stupid shit and just kind of enjoy life and have some animals and do whatever. You'd be bored as shit. You'd be on the next <laughs> flight out. You'd be. And then I'm like, I don't like to think of myself like that. It's like, yeah. fuck, if that's the truth, and maybe it is, probably is. It's like, fuck, why? Why am I like that? Why couldn't I be more simple? You could always try. Do you want to try? I think we should go together. That should be our next movie. <laughs> should be two guys who are on shows who decide, I'm going to get out of the limelight completely and well, reality move away. TV, at least. And both. <laughs> oh, yeah. Real, I don't know reality. No, I hear that. This has been a real treat. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you know, there's always some questions that people have here. Yeah. Andrew Boone, was that a prop dong in yes. his nude scene? It was a prop. It was 16 inches, dude. Don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I like having blood in my brain. Yeah, you know, people, who wants a 16-inch dong? <laughs> I mean... It could be useful as a draft excluder or as a cudgel. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was given the choice whether I wanted to, to be nude in front of 
at that time Isaac was nine or ten years old and 200 ca- other sort of camera and sound people and I think we'll just take the prosthetic yeah let's do the prosthetic yeah Joseph John at Joseph J Bauman yeah actually I'm a de- I'm dead curious to know what filming in cold weather must be like it's cold what are the concerns about their well-being with those cold scenes how cold were you well, no, that's the thing. Um, all the snow scenes were done in Belfast, and it was false snow. It was right. actually summer. Right. So we are actually melting in, in our outfits. Um, so it's the opposite. You're hot as shit. Hot as shit. There's a scene underneath the wall. Yeah, I think it's season four. Um, we're underneath. We're in this sort of ice tunnel. And um, if you look at Sam and me, and anybody else, actually, it's supposed to be frigidly cold. You can just see the beads of sweat. So dripping off us, I was like, oh. there's nothing I could do about it. It was like holding torches in her faces as well. I was like, oh, my, oh God. my God. Yeah, so it's not cold at all. At Jonathan underscore Toast, I'm curious as to what his favorite music is, which we sort of, uh, to listen to, we talked about that, and what your favorite music to play. So, yeah. hard, you know, metal. You like metal. Metal and, and dance music, um, house music. Um, I like techno as well. Um, I like all music, actually. Yacht rock. Well, you Chicago. Know, I, I do like Chicago. I just never heard the the genre yacht rock before. I am um, really, yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's a yacht rock station on Sirius Radio. Do you know that, Rob? No, we had a sound guy at one of our live shows not know what yacht rock was either. Jesus, you know, like the Little River Band and Dan yeah, yeah, Fogelberg and Chicago and. Chicago's uh, the only one I know of that bunch. At Willowaz, Gemma Reed, uh, what unexpected changes to your life have occurred due to the massive fame? Obviously, Game of Thrones, but I mean... Everything. Literally I mean, everything. How much free shit do you get? <laughs> not that much. You know, it's not that bad. Uh, or not that good, <laughs> should I say. Really? Um, I don't know, man. It's just nothing's the same as it was like eight years ago. Are you glad it's not the same? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying glad. It's, it's, it's good and different. It's, it's different in good ways. Definitely, I can do what I want to do. You know, it just opens up doors for other stuff. You know, I was able to buy my mom a house, which was my goal. That's you know, amazing. And that's all I wanted to do. And we've got, we've got nice cars. That's all I need. I don't need anything more than that. That's it. Just your health? I don't care about that either. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You don't, you don't do drugs. That's good. No, nah, no. Nah, You're looking at about that. Um, I know. But, um, yeah, I just feel very lucky. And I'm just excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I am too. This has been a real treat. You know, we talked in the beginning, I and mean, we could always edit it out, but even if you gave a couple of licks. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Nice. Aren't you glad I didn't say ask you to say Hodor? Isn't that great? We did the whole interview. I didn't ask you to do it. <laughs> We're not at the end yet. <laughs> well, I didn't ask you to do it. People always come up and say, hey, will you say I am the villain of the story? Because that was like a quote on the show. And I was like, I'm sure everybody goes, will you say it? Will you say yeah. it? I, I'm not going to ask you to say it. Okay. Why would I do that? I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's unnecessary. This is, this is him asking. No, it's not. That's, that's, that's how he does that's, it. Yeah. No, it's not. And I swear it wasn't. Okay, then. So then you've asked me so... So if I asked you something, you could say it. I could ask you any question, you would answer it. As See, that's what he really wants. See, it was so, it was so, so well, No, I was going to let it go. And then you said you felt like you wanted to do it. So if I said. I did not say that. All right. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. This is it. You get it, one. So make it kind. Is, does it, I only get one? Yeah. Are you dating someone? Yes. Hold her. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I can't even get that right. <laughs> you are. Are you in love? Yes. All right. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I lo- uh, is, it this, is it? Wait, wait. How long? A year. Is it the same person we were talking when we met and talked about in London? That's about three years ago. So, no. 
Was that three years ago? I think it was. Yeah, it's even longer, maybe. Yeah, yeah. that would have been really awkward. <laughs> Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord! We get it! They have chemistry! Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.